But uh, before we go into our prayer time, I want us to uh, just think a little bit about uh, just kind of what's what's going on this past week in our nation and uh, what's going on in Boston, what the explosion there in Texas. And, and the reason I do that, because it's very relevant to what we talked about last week. If you look in your notes, as we talk about lost and, and the great I am God, I couldn't help but think as you look at the, uh, at the media, as you look at the crowds, uh, it's just a reminder that we should look at what's going on in the news, not in a distant way that's disconnected and uh, is just kind of an observer that can uh, go from watching something very horrific, very uh, terrifying, and yet kind of be unemotionally involved and then flip channels and and watch something entertaining that's just a part of technology that's a part of of our lives that we have to guard against but when christ looks out at what happened in our nation and what happened in our world he looks out and and it says in mark 6:34 when he went ashore he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Matthew 9, 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. We should let things like we see in the news. And maybe you had a traumatic or a crisis take place in your life this week. Remind us that we need the good shepherd that we are a people who are spiritually and sometimes even physically harassed. We are helpless. We are really helpless. Helpless to know what danger is coming. You talk about a helpless situation. I mean, what safer could you be? You're in a crowd. You're at a, at a, a sporting event. And yet you could leave there without any legs. You know, we are just a, a, a helpless people. And we need a good shepherd. We need a leader that's sensitive to our needs, and we need a leader who is strong, strong enough to not just pick us up, but that can heal, you know, put legs back. I mean, this is a glorious thing. We serve a God who can restore limbs in the new creation, in the coming kingdom, in heaven. We serve a God who can get in there and heal what a doctor can't heal. There, is, there are issues in the heart. There are issues that people will carry with them for the rest of their lives because of this event. They won't look at crowds the same. They won't look at events the same. And so, you know, as I looked at that, I just thought, you know, this is, this is what we need. I want to read a couple passages in the Old Testament about shepherding as a, as a strong leader. And then we're going to watch a video that you, some of you have seen before, but just a good rem- word picture of the good shepherd that we have. But... Let me read this. Numbers twenty-seven, sixteen. Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead you out and bring you in. And the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. You know, until, until God's man... God's leader is set up in our lives, then we are like sheep without a shepherd. 1 Kings twenty two seventeen. Then the prophet Micaiah said, 
I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. See, again, I said this last week, we don't often equate shepherding with strong leadership. But a shepherd is sovereign over the sheep. He is the master of the sheep. He has the authority to guide and lead and feed, protect, and heal the sheep. These have no master. Let each return to his own house in peace. In a lot of ways, you know, we should let what happened this past week remind us that we've lost our way as a nation. You know, we've really lost our way. But more than that, you and I know the Good Shepherd. We know who to point people to. You know, it's amazing to me as they ask questions, you know, uh, and, and I wouldn't know the answers to these if I didn't know Jesus, if I didn't know His Word. You know, why would someone do this? You know, and, and, and even the FBI is, is amazed that this hasn't happened sooner. Why has this not, why hasn't just independent individuals that are not part of an extensive network, why has this not happened sooner? And taking nothing away from our military, our espionage, our government, our leadership, taking nothing away from that, the bottom line is, God places hedges of protection around countries, around families, and around people. Probably the saddest thing about this week is there are no calls for prayer and no calls for thanksgiving to a God who allowed you know, less damage than what was done. Well, we probably shouldn't expect sheep without a shepherd to call for prayer. But we are not sheep without a shepherd. We have a good shepherd. We have a great shepherd. And so we should be praying and calling for prayer. We should be expressing thankfulness. We have a good shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. I want you to look at this video put together by our missionary Keith Gandy in Germany. Uh, right there in Germany, industrial Western nation, and yet shepherding is still going on. This is just a few minutes uh, drive away from Frankfurt, Germany. And it's connected to Isaiah 53. And it just reminds us that Jesus is our, our good shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. So let's take a look at this. What, what, a, what a picture of what we're studying here about the shepherd. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And I want you to join your hearts with me as we pray. Father, we come and we are humbled that you would come down to earth as God and become fully man, the shepherd become, became a sheep. And you know what it is to live in this world and to be harassed and to feel helpless against the forces of evil. You know what it is to suffer physical torture, physical pain. You know what it is to suffer loss and grief. And yet, Lord, you were victorious over death. You, you laid down your life for the sheep. You laid down the, your life for us. You took our sins upon yourself. And you rose from the dead victorious. You're the good shepherd. You're the great shepherd who can heal the hearts of anybody on this planet. We pray for the people who have suffered loss of limb and life. We pray for people who have lost 
a sense of safety and security in their surroundings. Lord, we pray for the loss of one who believed a lie and entered into eternity to face your judgment. His destiny is set, but his brother's is not. And so we pray for your mercy to be great upon this young man, that you would show mercy to him, that he would know that Allah and and the and the false doctrines of other man-made religions are not true, but you are available if he would turn to you. And yet, Lord, we pray for justice because you've instituted governments and you've given our government the right to punish what is evil and to reward that which is good. And so we pray that justice would prevail, uh, that there would be no tricks, no political maneuvering, no 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 funny business. It would just be truly this man has forfeited his life in taking the lives of others. And Father, we pray that we would consider that our time is short here and the time of other people around us is short, that uh, a elementary school is no guarantee that your life is not in danger, a finish line or a sporting event or even a tall, strong tower that has stood for a long time. These are not safety nets, Lord. You're our safety net. So I pray that we would repent of any sin that is that we're hanging on to, maybe secretly, that we find security in, and we would just transfer our trust totally to you. I pray, Lord, that we would love our enemies, that we would not stereotype, we would not be prejudiced against anyone religion or people or race. We can't love people with hatred in our hearts. We need to love our enemies just as you loved us while we were your enemies and laid down your life for us. And then, Father, I pray that we would live and not in fear, but in faith, and that wherever we're at, right here, right now, we would make sure we're doing what you want us to do so that if we would suddenly meet you, we would have no regrets. We would not need a second chance because we were following you like sheep follow a shepherd. So we thank you, Lord, and we pray that you would forgive our nation of its many sins against you, that you would forgive us of the many times we don't walk with you. We don't think of you and we take you for granted. Even as your people, we can forget that we have a good and a great shepherd to guide us when we're harassed and helpless. Lord, as we study these eight characteristics of your shepherding, I pray that you would plant them deep in our hearts for your glory and for our good. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. All right, what we want to do is check out the provision that God has have, had. Last week we looked at the problem. We're, we're lost sheep without a shepherd. God and His sovereignty provided a national illustration of that. But the good news is there's a provision. The I am God is the good shepherd we need. So turn your Bibles, John chapter 10. John chapter 10. This is the, the passage about the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Two times in John chapter 10. In fact, I want you to look at these two verses. First, in verse 11, 
verse 11 of John chapter 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Then drop down verse 14, he says it again. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. So what does a good shepherd, an awesome shepherd, the leader you've always needed, what does the good shepherd look like? Well, we're going to look at eight main characteristics. They're all revealed in John 10 of the good shepherd, and each one meets a specific need that we all have in our own lives. Let's just go down through this, and this is just uh, uh, putting together everything that there is in John chapter 10, and just what is the good shepherd like? Well, the first thing I want you to see is the good shepherd enters through the door or the gate of the sheepfold. The good shepherd enters through the door or the gate of the sheepfold. Look at verses 2 through 3. Look at John 10, verses 2 through 3. Notice what it says. But he who enters by the door or the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he enters and he leads them out. Jesus enters the sheepfold in the proper way. What's the right way to get through the sheepfold? Through the gate. And that's how Jesus enters. Unlike thieves and robbers who climb over the wall to fleece the sheep and to beat the sheep. Okay? The thieves and robbers that are mentioned in this passage are the ones who are continually harassing the sheep, throwing them down so that they're helpless to get back up. What's that mean? What are the thieves and robbers? Actually, in a real sheepfold, there's thieves and robbers. They steal sheep. That's what they do. Or they kill sheep because they want to get back at the owner of the sheep. But what this is talking about is our leaders, those in authority in our lives, who use the sheep for their own purposes. That's what a thief does. Hey, I want to take this sheep and use it for my purpose. I want, As a leader, I'm going to use the people under me, around me, I'm going to use them for my own purposes. Or they abuse the sheep with their power. This is what a robber, difference between a thief and a robber, I don't know what the technical legal things of that in our country is, but these words, a thief is somebody who sneaks in and steals, a robber is someone that will beat you on the head to get what they want. Use and abuse, that's what he's saying. Jesus is the kind of leader that won't use and abuse his sheep. But not all leaders are like that. In this very passage in chapter 9, when one of Jesus' sheep was blind and Jesus said, I am the light and I'm going to give you sight to your blindness, the Pharisees came in and swooped in on this poor guy who had been born blind since birth. Jesus comes and says, I'm the light of the world Gives him sight. Now, a good leader would be rejoicing in that. But thieves and robbers harassed him, abused him, and threw him out of the synagogue. By contrast, Jesus enters by the door or gate of the sheepfold, and the gatekeeper knows him and lets him in. Now, in two weeks, we'll see in John 10, 9, that Jesus will say, I am the door of the sheep. But we're not looking at that aspect yet. He, he, we're not looking at that. Right now, we're just seeing 
that he enters through that door. Now, what is the door and who is the doorkeeper in these verses? Well, the text never comes out and really tells us. But I think from the context, we can say this. The door is God's word or God's will or God's way of doing things. Okay, it's God's way of shepherding. It's God's way of leading. And the gatekeeper is God himself. What Jesus is saying is this. I lead in a way that is consistent with God's will and God's word and God's ways. And God is pleased and lets me in to lead his sheep. You see... You say, what does this have to do with being the good shepherd in his leadership? This has everything. This first characteristic is crucial to everything. The good shepherd is good because his leadership is done according to God's word and God's way. So how do I know if someone's a thief or a robber? Are they leading you according to God's word? Do they point you to God's word in their leadership, in their counsel to you? Are they leading you to the Word of God? And do they live according to the Word of God? You see, this is why the Good Shepherd is good. He submitted to doing God's will, God's way, according to God's Word. i just read you three short references. So let me give you three short references. This is Jesus' life in His own words. In John, and they're all from John. John 4:34 Jesus said to them my food is to do the will of him who sent me and accomplish his work his will his work that's my food that's what i live for i can't live unless i'm doing god's work and god's will John 5:30 says this i can do nothing on my own as i hear i judge and my judgment is just why because i seek not my own will but the will of him who sent me he's saying look the reason i do things the right way the reason my judgments are true reason my counsel can be counted on is because i don't do what will satisfy or please me i do what will satisfy or please god john 6 38 through 40, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. That's the whole picture of saying I go through the gate and the gatekeeper opens for me. Because we need leaders who lead according to God's will. We need leadership in our lives of people who are submitted to the will of God. What kind of shepherd is Jesus? He's a submitted leader, and that's what you and I need. He is obedient, faithful, and perfect. He is the shepherd because he's the only one who's lived a perfect life. He's the only one who has done his Father's will perfectly. So, again, we kind of hit on this last week. So often, we are expecting of leaders in our life to be the good shepherd when they are merely under shepherds of the good shepherd. If you're looking for the perfect leader, don't look at your spouse, don't look at your boss, don't even look at your pastors. Look at the good shepherd. For he is perfectly submitted to the Father's will and he perfectly does his Father's work. And the question for us is, are we submitted then to the good shepherd? 
Because if we are, then we're going to be submitted to the Father's Word and the Father's will and the Father's work. That doesn't mean that we as leaders or leaders in your life or people that you lead, that we shouldn't strive to be like the Good Shepherd, but we aren't the Good Shepherd. And to put pressure on leaders in your life to be what only Jesus can be is not good for your leaders and it's not good for you. The key for everyone, leaders, followers, sheep, is to be submitted to the one who is submitted. And listen, when you are exposed on TV or in books or on radio or podcasts to leadership that is teaching, saying they're doing God's will or teaching God's word and it is not consistent with that, then you need to flee because they're thieves and robbers, sometimes literally. They are thieves and robbers who will lead you out of good pasture into a place of spiritual harassment and you will find yourself helpless because what they are saying is not consistent with how God will deliver you. So that's good. Good shepherd. He's a submitted leader. Characteristic number two. The good shepherd, when he enters the sheepfold, he calls his own sheep. He enters the sheepfold and he calls his own sheep. Look at verses 2 and 3 again. He who enters the door or the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now, if you're like me and you're not a shepherd, you're thinking, okay, here's the sheepfold, you know, here's the gate. So he enters in and he calls his own sheep. And you're saying, well, if he's in the sheepfold, isn't every all the sheep in there his own sheep? And the answer is no, because these would be a community, a community sheepfold. So everybody kept their sheep in there. Okay? So there's, let's say, X's or stars and there's O's in there and they're all mixed in. Okay, and often, in fact, often uh, if and I, I didn't see it on this one, but uh, if you'll often when you see real shepherd with sheep, they will have these big splotches of paint on their wool, you know, big red splotches or big wool, blue splotches. Why? Because if they get lost, they can say, that's my sheep. He's got blue. You're just like branding cattle. But that wasn't the case here. All these sheep are in here. And so what happens is each shepherd had his own call and his sheep knew the call down to the tone of his voice. And whenever a shepherd would enter this community sheepfold filled with all sorts of sheep, all he had to do was call his own sheep and immediately they would come to him, but no other sheep would listen. So you go in there and you go, you know, I don't know, I, you know, I, you know, I, whatever you say, you know, you know, whatever, whatever. All the rest would run from that. No, they would all, they would all come to the shepherd, and the rest would not, and it would just go in one ear and out the other. He calls his own sheep. When Christ calls those who are his elect sheep, hear his voice and come to him. He calls his own. He calls them. Now, you don't have to listen to this weird, you know, whatever he's doing. He's calling through the gospel. Come to me. 
He's calling through the invitation. Upstairs, Isaiah 55, Come to me, you who are thirsty. Come to me, you sheep who are hungry. Come to me. He calls his own sheep, and his sheep hear his voice, and they come to him. How many times in the Gospel of John, in just these first nine chapters, in just our study of the I Am God, how many times have we seen Jesus calling out to the crowds? He calls out into the court of the women, in the temple, when the massive numbers of people are there in Jerusalem, and He says, I am the bread, or I'm sorry, He says, I am the, I am the light of the world. Come to Me. And then when he has the masses there gathered in the wilderness and they're hungry and he says, I am the bread of life. I mean, he, he, he's entering the sheepfold, the community sheepfold, and he's crying out. But how many times, how, how, how did people respond? Well, I've listed all the different ways in the verses. I've listed all the verses that will tell you all the different ways. You can read and study that out for your own. But it comes down to this. They said things like, who are you? They said things like, where did you come from? They said things like, we don't understand what you're saying. They said things like, we need to kill him. And see, when they said those things, what were they showing? They weren't his sheep. He calls his own sheep. And they hear His voice, and they come to Him, and He leads them out. The response of those who are not His sheep is unbelief, confusion, misunderstanding, you name it. But in spite of all this, in spite of many, many not responding, His sheep did hear His call. What is the response of those who are His sheep? Well, look at John 8.30. Turn your Bibles, John 8.30. I don't want you to get this idea that nobody listened, but many didn't. But look at what John 8.30 says. As he was saying these things, what? Many believed in him. His sheep heard his voice, and they followed him. And then John, okay, that's, that's many responding. But let's look at one sheep. Let's look at one sheep, and he's in John 9. It's the blind man. See, John 9 and 10 are all connected. Let's look at John 9, 35 through 38. This is so cool. Now, you've got to look at all of John. John 8 and 9 is this whole, this is a, quite a story of the blind man being healed and being harassed and, and beaten by false shepherds. But it ends in a beautiful way. It ends with the good shepherd calling his sheep. Look at John 39, 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. They, who? The thieves and the robbers. They had cast him out and they and having found him. Isn't that beautiful? What do good shepherds do? They find their sheep. And having found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? See, he's calling his sheep. That's how he calls his sheep. Do you believe in me? Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. In other words, I'm it. And he said, Now this is beautiful, Lord, I believe and worshipped him. And worshipped him. 
My sheep hear my voice. I call them through the gospel. They, they who are my own will respond and follow me. This is beautiful. Christ seeks and saves those who are lost. He is willing to leave the 99 to find one. He sought this guy out. This guy had been cast out. Nobody wants him. Nobody. His family disowned him for fear they would be cast out of the synagogue. Now, you, can you believe this? I mean, this guy is totally abandoned. He is totally harassed. He is totally helpless. He is on his own. Jesus seeks him out. And that's what Jesus does for us. He takes the initiative to find us, and then He gives us the grace we need to believe and follow Him. Now, what kind of shepherd is the I Am God? He is a selective leader. He is a selective leader. He is submitted to the Lord, but He calls His own sheep. He calls His own sheep. He is sovereign. His sovereign, saving, sure call of His sheep, though, is not cold and impersonal. And it's not based on chance. Look at the third characteristic. You say, well, wow, this sounds kind of, you know, God's sovereign grace and salvation sounds a little cold. And, and, and it's like God's sh shutting his eyes and saying, any money mo, I only want you. No, that's not the case. The call goes out to everybody. But notice number three, the good shepherd knows his own sheep by name or loves his own sheep by name. The good shepherd knows or loves his own sheep by name. Look at verse 3 again. I mean, we're, we, we haven't even gotten out just two verses. And we're getting all this out of two verses. Look at verse 3. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep. But how does he call them? He calls them by name. So it's not just a call. It's a call. He says your name. And he says it. He, he knows you. He knows you. Personally and individually. These shepherds would give nicknames to the sheep. That's what happens when you get to know people. You know their characteristics. You know their looks. You know their habits. You know their behavior. So there's Blackie. You know Blackie. And there's a spot, Spotty, you know, the one with all the spots. You know, and there, there's, a, there's, there's Lazy there, you know, the, the, the one that always comes last, Right? And so he had all, you know, you ever call your dog, you know, right? A bunch of puppies. You ever seen a bunch of puppies? And they all have characteristics. And immediately you call them by those characteristics. Because you know them. And hopefully you call them by characteristics because you love them. Well, just as the shepherd would give nicknames to his sheep according to their characteristics, Jesus knows us as intimately as he knows his own father and his father knows him. Look at verses 14 and 15. John 10, 14 and 15. Here's one of the good shepherd statements. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. So as intimately as, as Jesus knows us, his sheep should know him. But look at the next verse. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for my sheep. There's the love. There's the intimacy. As intimate as Jesus is with the Father, that's how intimate He is with His own sheep. Now, have you ever wondered what nickname the Good Shepherd has lovingly given you and me? This is application time. Okay. What do you think? As the Good Shepherd looks down on you as if you have accepted Christ, 
You've heard his call, you've responded to the gospel, and now you're his sheep. And he looks at you, and as he shepherds you, or tries to shepherd you, as he works with you, as he gets to know you, you have a nickname. You ever wonder what that might be? Yeah, you know, maybe you might, I might be known. Someone here may be known as grumpy, you know, grumpy or fearful or faithless or helpful or courageous or bold or gentle or obedient. I'm, I'm just saying he knows us by name. He knows us by name, and He knows what kind of sheep we are. He knows all there is to know about us, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And here's the beautiful thing. He loves us anyway. He loves us anyway. But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He accepts us just the way we are as His sheep, but He loves us too much to leave us that way. He wants us to have a new nickname, just like He looked at Peter and said, you're going to be the rock, but you ain't there yet. Just like He looked at Saul of Tarsus, a legalist, a hater, a murderer, and He said, you're going to become Paul, the ultimate sacrificial, loving, bold missionary. What kind of shepherd is the I am God? He's a sensitive leader. He's sensitive. He knows you. He cares about you. He wants to be intimate with you. His leadership of you is motivated by love. We need a sensitive leader in our life who accepts us just the way we are, but loves us too much to leave us that way. But that gives us the fourth, that leads us to the fourth characteristic. Number four, the good shepherd leads his sheep out of the fold into good pasture or saves his sheep out of the fold into good pasture. His leadership is for saving us. He saves us. The good shepherd saves his sheep out of the fold into the good, into the good pasture. As the good shepherd, the I am God doesn't just call us to himself and leaves us where he finds us. He leads us to greener grass and better pastures. So here's what happens. He's saying, hey, you're in this big sheepfold. It's chaotic. It's crazy. You know, you're not going to eat in here. There's no food in here. It's all eaten up. It's ground. So he comes in and says, hey, I've got a plan for you. I've got a place for you. And he leads his sheep out. And they follow him to greener pastures to better places in life, to their purpose in life. He doesn't just love us where He finds us. He doesn't just leave us where He finds us. He leads us out to greener pastures. Look at verse 3 and 9. John 10, look at verses 3 and 9. The sheep hear His voice. He calls His own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So you go out here and eat, and then you come back in here to the community sheepfold. Then you go back out, in and out, in and out, fulfilling God's purpose in our life. Eating. Last week's sermon, Isaiah 55, we're to be eaters, but also we're to be sowers. 
And where do we sow? In the community sheepfold with all the other sheep. Where are we tonight? Where are we today, this morning? Where are we? We're, we're out in green pastures. We be, we're being fed by the Good Shepherd today. That's what today is. It We're gathering together in His pasture. We're His flock. He's called us by name. We've responded. We've followed Him. That's why it's important to be here every week. That's why it's important to come here to feed. Listen, when you're not here, you're not where the good pasture, the good shepherd has led you. Well, He can feed me anywhere. Well, okay, did you ask Him about that? You know, did you consult? Well, you know, sheep don't do that. They follow where the shepherd, the shepherd's made it clear where we go. We come to gather with God's people, to eat of his word, and then he leads us back into the world Monday, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we are to sow his seed. We are to tell about the good shepherd. That's pretty cool. Now, it's hard to improve on Psalm 23. One through three. If you want a beautiful psalm, a beautiful picture of this, I can't improve on Psalm 23. The Lord, L-O-R-D, I am God, the I am God. The I am God is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'll never need a thing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for the glory of His name. For the fame of His name, He is leading me in paths of righteousness during the week. What kind of shepherd is the good shepherd? He's a saving leader that leads us into peace that's greater than human understanding. You know, this week, great reminder, we don't have peace. There's not peace. Jesus says, I give you peace, not as the world gives. I give you peace, not as the world gives. That's up and down. Or you have to pay for it. And you have to keep dealing in a drug or, or pursuing a, a, a sexual pleasure to find that peace and contentment. I give you peace that passes all understanding, that can withstand terrorism, that can withstand relational conflict, that can withstand betrayal and attack. I give you soul refreshment that's deep and abiding. I give you a right relationship with God and others. Wow, we have a saving leader who leads us out of a past filled with guilt, sin, and frustration into the greener pastures of salvation filled with peace, rest, and righteousness. Did you enjoy it this past week? Did you enjoy His peace? Did you experience His rest in the midst of the chaos? Did you... Respond right to others when they did you wrong. The fifth characteristic is this. He doesn't just lead us. He leads us by example. The good shepherd goes before his sheep as an example. The good shepherd goes before his sheep as an example. It's one thing to lead from behind and say, get out there and take the, take the hill. But it's another thing to lead by being in front and lead by example. Would you agree? Now, what kind of leader do you want? What kind of leader do you want? You want one from behind that says, hey, you ought to go do this. I highly suggest that. And, of course, you probably have leaders like that in the workplace. I don't know. You want a leader that says, hey, you know what? I've been out there, and here's what I experienced. Come with me, and I'll show you how to do it. I'll show you how to do it. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 again. 
When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. The good shepherd, like all good leaders, will never ask us to be or do anything that he isn't already, he isn't already is or hasn't done. Jesus, listen, Jesus doesn't take you anywhere that he hasn't walked before you. Now that's the beauty of our God. You know, I, I just feel for these two individuals, these two brothers, who got sucked into the false teaching of Islam, the false teaching of radicalized Islam. It doesn't matter. It's, it, all of it's false. It's false, and it says there's a distant God that you have to perform even terrorist acts in order to please and in order to reach heaven. And yet, we have a God that says, look, I came down to you, and I walked the path that I'm leading you on, and I did it perfectly. Now, follow me, and I'll tell you where, where the traps are. I'll, I'll, I'll lead you. By example, I'll never ask you to be anything or do anything that I, uh, that I am not already doing and being. This is why Jesus took on flesh and came and dwelt among us in the first place. This is the whole wonderful purpose behind the incarnation. John thirteen fifteen, in just a few chapters, in John thirteen fifteen, Jesus is going to say this, I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you. The good sh- now, 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 this is why it's important. The good shepherd will often lead us to do things that are risky, scary, and even life-threatening. Okay, so don't get this idea. Again, don't get this idea that this greener pastures is always going uh, to be a place where I feel good. It's always going to be a place where my family's safe. It's always going to be a time of personal fulfillment and satisfaction. The good shepherd will lead us to do things that are risky, scary, and even life-threatening, but he does not ask us to do anything that he hasn't already done. Here's what Jesus said to us. Here's what he said to a sheep. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. And then what did Jesus go do? Denied himself, picked up his cross, and followed God's will for his life. Listen, we got to get it in our heads that this thing for the Christian life isn't just for the good times, it's for the bad times. It isn't just when everything's going well, it's when we've gone to a marathon and seemingly have not harmed anyone or done anything and our legs are blown off. And even at times like that, we have, a, we have a leader that's safe. You say, why, why is he safe? He's a safe leader because he never asks us to do anything that he's not already done for us. That's a safe leader. That's a safe leader. Besides, no matter where he may lead us or whatever he may ask us to do, the sixth characteristic is this. Number six, the good shepherd secures his sheep. The good shepherd secures his sheep from eternal harassment and spiritual helplessness. This is good. Look at verses 28 through 30. John 10, 28 through 30. Beautiful, beautiful. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one, no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. He's saying, I'm the I am God, and when, I, when you're my sheep, nobody can take you. 
Nobody can take you. There'll be hard times for those who follow Jesus' leadership, but nothing, absolutely nothing can harm or hurt us where it counts. You know, that's the beauty of it. You know, this is what, you know, they, they'd go to Paul and they say, Paul, we're going to beat you. And he's like, okay, I'm just taking on the sufferings of Christ. Well, we're going to kill you. That's okay, I'll just go to see Christ. Better to be with Christ than to be here. Paul, there's nothing we can do to you, is there? And he's like, no, you can't. I'm secure. I'm doing God's will. The I am God is a secure leader that won't let anything come between us and Him. How is this possible? Number seven, the seventh characteristic, the good shepherd dies for his sheep. He's not only a safe and secure leader, he's safe and secure because he's sacrificial. He's sacrificial. No less than five times in this chapter, Jesus tells us that the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Five times. What's the ultimate mark of a leader that you want to follow? Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Now listen to, look at John 10, 17 and 18. John 10, 17 and 18. Because this is a pretty powerful statement. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. That means resurrection. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. In other words, even though God's enemies are going to come against me and God's enemies think they're killing me, actually, I'm giving up my life. I'm in control of this. Rather, my father is, and I'm trusting him. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. What kind of shepherd is he? He's a sacrificial leader that lays down his life for others. If the good shepherd lays down his life, he'll take it up again. And that brings us to the eighth characteristic, and it's this. The good shepherd rises to reign for his glory and the good of his sheep. He'll take it up again. He rises to reign for his glory. And this just transitions to upstairs. Because upstairs we're going to talk about the new creation today in Isaiah 55. Because that's ultimately what the invitation is. In preparing for this last message on the invitation, and in looking through this past week. Folks, what we're looking for is not... We're we're looking for God's kingdom to come and His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we need. And the beauty of this, the beauty of, of this passage, and we'll talk more about this next week, is the good shepherd, because he's resurrected, he can give us abundant life in verse 10. He can give us resurrection power in verses 17 and 18. And he will give us eternal life. And then when you go to Revelation, one day he's going to come back and he's going to rule and reign as the shepherd with the rod of iron. And the nations are going to be brought in and rights are going to be, or wrongs are going to be made right. Evil doers are going to be judged. Everything that was unjust is going to be made right. Every good deed will be rewarded. Isn't that amazing? The good shepherd's taking care of all that. What kind of shepherd is he? He's a sovereign leader that rises from the dead. And someday he's going to, he's going to re- return to rule the earth, to bring his wrath, to reward those who follow him. So, I don't know where you're at today, but if you need a submitted leader, 
a selective one that knows you and is sensitive to you, who will save you, who is safe to follow and will keep you secure, is sacrificial in his love and leadership and is sovereign over anything that come against you, then I point you to Jesus. He's the good shepherd. He's what you need. He's what I need. And he doesn't just save us. That was like early on in these eight characteristics, guys. He leads us out to do God's will. You can trust him. What is it that Jesus wants you to do that you've been hesitating? What is it that he wants you to serve in our church? And you're, you're hesitant, you're fearful, you're anxious. Who is that person that he wants you to, to reach out to in the community sheepfold? Who does he want you to witness to? What step of obedience? Maybe it's salvation. Maybe it's obedience to baptism. Maybe it's membership like the membership class upstairs. Whatever it is, just understand, you've got the good shepherd to lead you into that next step. Amen? He's an awesome, awesome leader and lover. Let's follow him. He's the good shepherd. Let's pray. Father, we, we're so thankful that in a chaotic, crazy world that we have a leader like you. And Father, I'm so humbled and thankful that you called me by name. And in your grace, you chose me and called me through the gospel, and I'm your own. And I pray that my nickname would be such that would bring honor to your name. And I pray for each person here. We're all sheep. The question is, are we your sheep? And the answer is, have we responded to the gospel? Have we responded to Jesus and his death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead? And in responding, have we followed him in obedience through baptism? Have we followed Him into the pasture of a local church? Have we followed Him into the work of feeding others, of sowing Your gospel among others? I, I, I pray, Lord, that we will follow You this week, beginning right here, right now. For You are safe. You are sovereign. You are our good shepherd. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.